<laughs> Want to find out what's so funny? Yes! Tune in to UPNI in weeknights at 6 to check out the wacky world of Moesha. Check me out. Oh. Next, find out what those crazy twins are up to on Sister Sister. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? At 7, for more laughs, catch the hilarious Jamie Foxx show. Anything else would be uncivilized. Then, look out for the... Deputy Mayor in Heat. Have fun with Michael J. Fox on Spin City. Now who's with me? Get in on the laughs. Weeknight starting at 6, only on UPN 9. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is a slightly different type of episode for me. I wanted to uh, kind of get in front of this conversation, or have this conversation, rather, because um, CW got a lot of stuff going on, I guess. <laughs> and I used to be unofficially Mr. CW myself. Um, there are talks of Warner... Uh, Viacom, CBS, and Warner Media uh, looking at selling the CW. So I'll start off by saying this came to my attention a few days ago. A good friend of mine, God Given, over on Twitter, shout out to you, Rob, um, messaged me, or it was a message or it was a tweet. I don't know. Either way, it was like, man, I'm so worried about our show, show the 4400, which, you know, me and Robert Jeffrey both discuss uh, on Thursdays live on YouTube after watching the episode on Monday. So, I was like, I know you fucking lying. He was like, no, I'm not fucking lying. So, um, I did a little digging myself and found a few articles. He also tagged me in uh, the announcement that I believe... Let's see, who was that? Da, 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 da. Um, either way, I, I it, it just kind of blew my mind. Because CW, when I think of it, is synonymous with, like, teen slash superhero slash like guilty pleasure tv and i was very confused <laughs> but no that is the case viacom and warner media are looking at selling the cw so when i go over an article um there'll be a lot of the, um, there's an article in there there's a few tweets that i do want to address and it cover of course i don't have a direct connect with cw i don't know what the hell's going on i'm just putting the pieces of the puzzles together much like some of you probably are but this really took me back because again cw for those of you who've been here from the beginning y'all remember uh riverdale was my very first review show like of course i've done other since but Riverdale was like my baby that was my first toe into the podcasting reviewing of a show and that was a CW show but even further back than that I'm black and I am of a certain age and I have seen the different iterations of CW over the course of the years so that is also a part that was like oh Okay, interesting. So, according to the New York Post, uh, Warner Media and Viacom are looking at possibly selling a significant stake of all of the all mm, a significant stake or all of the CW network. Um, they jointly own that one, and this is according to a report uh, from late Wednesday. So, at the time of this recording, about a day or so. Um, Irving, Texas-based Nexstar Media Group, which is the nation's largest owner of TV stations and owner of affiliate stations of the CW in major markets, such as New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, is the leading contender. 
So um, this was also reported in the Wall Street Journal. Of course, that's behind a paywall, so I've been like scrounging on other other sites. Now, discussions to buy the network, which is known for shows like Riverdale, All American, The Flash, and Supernatural, could result in a deal soon, said the report. Um, there are other suitors, but Nextstar's talks have been described as the most advanced. Now, this is where I'm like getting a bit, not necessarily getting nervous, but my friend God Given uh, over on Twitter some of their concerns I, I I I feel the pain for lack of a better word or term because there are all the shows that I listed not even to think of Naomi which is slated to uh, pop up I believe next week um we have the back half of the 4400 which is that's our show you know check them out al 4400 check out the show in the reviews and then you have stuff like tom swift that's supposed to be coming in the summer uh it's just like a lot of black programming and then all american homecoming i'm not entirely certain when that is supposed to air i believe it is in january this january of 2022 but i i could be wrong but either way, there's a lot of shows that are coming, not even considering the shows that are already airing on the network, where it's like, oh, what does a sale mean for those? Um, the one thing that has me kind of feeling a little bit better about it is that I would imagine a sale or acquisition of this size, even if it was to happen overnight, I would imagine wouldn't really alter things probably for another year, I would assume. You know, if anyone works in TV or you're familiar with this or you have intimate knowledge of like either this specific deal or or the process of deals like this, I would love for you to let me know. Use the hashtag CBNPod, tweet me, Carefree Blurred, and let me know what are some of your thoughts or ideas on this and any history you may have with this type of activity. Now, AT&T, Viacom, CBS, CW Networks, and Nextstar Media did not immediately respond to the request for comment. Uh, the most likely scenario, according to the Wall Street Journal, is that Nextstar takes a controlling stake in the CW with Warner Media and CBS remaining as minority owners, which that... I, I don't know what that would look like. Apparently, CW isn't making money. Like, keep a pin in that. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. The CW isn't making the money or money at all. Now, even with them having a min uh, staying on as minor minority owner, excuse me, um, long before it merged with Viacom, CBS and Warner Media entered into a joint venture in 2006. This was to buy the Young Skewing Network, which sources say has never been profitable. So, again, you say this is. I don't. I know that it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. But it's so weird to hear that. And then the other thing that really kind of pisses me off with this in mind is that you have a certain look, a certain aesthetic that comes with CW shows to the point where there are countless YouTube videos of people discussing the problem with the CW. And a lot of it is pretty much like knowing a CW show just from looking at a steal, not even having to watch an episode. That being said, there is a very particular look when it comes to CW, very particular type of storytelling. There's, there is something very particular about CW, and I think that one of my issues with it is that it lacks true diversity. Um, we saw that in the way that things like Black Lightning were, was handled. 
um we're seeing it get a bit better i feel with something like the 4400 but i feel like with cw there is a very particular look aesthetic and style and it is meant to be very general very much with a sheen over it and very white skewing now I say all that because of the different iterations that CW have gone through prior to being the CW that you know today. And my thing is, if you already are not making any money, why so much pushback against having, I don't know, a black show, um, a black um, gay character who doesn't, who isn't tied to a white love interest or a very racially ambiguous non-black person. And these may seem like minor things to you, but one, you're listening to this show, which is all about representation, diversity, and everything. But these are things that when you hand a show or a series or a property over to people who are represented in the inset property and not just in front of the screen, but behind the screens and in the writers' rooms and whatnot, you get something that's a little bit different that's why i think that with the 4400 we're getting a little bit closer to um a show that is a good show without having the complete cw sheen again for lack of a better word i just i don't know i'm hoping this makes sense if you understand what i'm saying hit me up on twitter cbn pod um the hashtag carefree blurred is the handle but i feel like there's something about that cw-ness of the network and their shows that if you're already not making money what is the harm in giving these properties over to people who are represented in them or getting more properties with more diverse cast differently able people handicapped people and whatnot and and you're already not making money so like why the hell i don't know it's just i to me it makes perfect sense in my mind but you know i don't own a I don't know, broadcasting company. <laughs> so anyways, um, the journal said that CBS and Warner Media have been exploring strategic options for the CW network for several months. Now that jives with AT&T's mission to unwind expensive media investments like Warner Media in order to focus on its wireless internet service uh, business. Now AT&T, which is in the process of divesting its media assets, announced that it was combining Warner Media with Discovery earlier this year. Um, which, and then that's something that, again, I'm not intimately familiar with, but it makes sense. Like if you have a slew of different properties or businesses and you can combine some of them to save money. Okay, sure. Um, this is just such an odd thing to me because it's like, this feels like it kind of came out of nowhere. And I wonder how privy to this information is the shows. Um, or are the shows or the showrunners or, you know, any of that. Like, is this stuff that's been happening behind the scenes and now all of a sudden it's just going to kind of change? Or And are we discovering this at the same time as a lot of the actors, actresses, behind the scene folks as well? Now, in May... Uh, 2021, AT&T announced that it was combining Warner Media assets, which include Warner, uh, Warner Bros, HBO, and CNN with Discovery, owner of HGTV, Animal Planet, and Food Network, to create a standalone company, Warner Brothers Discovery, um, in a $43 billion deal that is expected to close mid-2022. So, again, even with like something like this, having that mid-2022 um kind of timeline i don't foresee the cw changing much in the next year i would imagine that things may start to happen towards the end of the year but again 
this is just my speculation. Uh, Viacom CBS has also been in the process of shedding assets as it digests its merger of Viacom and CBS and orients towards a streaming-focused future. Now, in August of 2021, it sold CBS's corporate headquarters in New York for $760 million. And in November, it sold the CBS Studio Center in Los Angeles for $1.8 billion. Now, the move to streaming makes a ton of sense. Um, for me, and for me as being someone who's not in that industry or in that leg of the industry, I guess, it seems kind of odd to step away completely and like move towards streaming a hundred percent um but then again you have a lot of companies who prior to COVID had buildings and now even people who I know personally their jobs have sent everyone home to work from home and have completely eliminated the building like that's a huge bill keep the lights on heat air etc rent and all that and you're not even using that space and then we're not certain that we'll ever even go back to in-person work you know certain industries and certain uh, companies so I, I get that Interesting, interesting, interesting article. And then this was the New York Post article um, about the merger. Now, I want to shift gears a bit and go on to um, these tweets. So bear with me a second here. <sighs> Taking a few steps back, CW. I knew it when it was UPN. Um, <sighs> CW is so... <clears throat> well, I'm not even going to mess this up. I'm going to... Read off these tweets, and a lot of these I am going to read verbatim. Um, I want to give the tweeter their um, uh, credit. This is Deja. This is Deja Talks TV on Twitter. D-A-E-J-A-H-T-A-L-K-S-T-V. Um, I'll link this person in the show notes. Um, her pronouns are she and they. So I'll, I'll link her in the show notes. Now, she put a very interesting um, thread together. So the account discussing films uh, posted Viacom, CBS, and Warner Media are looking to sell the CW. They posted the link to the uh, Washington State Journal article, which is behind a paywall, um, with a few different shows, steals from shows, um, Riverdale, uh, that I think that iZombie show, Supernatural, and then I want to say this is a steal from one of the CW Arrowverse crossovers where there were like a ton of people, um, a, a big event. So she starts the uh, thread with, do you understand how insane this is given the history of the CW or more accurately given the loss of UPN and the WB? There we go. I knew this was going to be good. So many black shows lost and replaced with pale shows that like this and hasn't been profitable since the year it was created. She already with the shits. And that's exactly the first thing that came to mind when I saw that CW could be selling. It's like you built a lot of clout off the backs of black entertainment. And then when you switch and you pivot the way you do, it's like how... How because this change happened years, decades ago. So for you to not have been making money for this long, it's like I don't know, cosmic karma, I guess. But I digress. I'll continue with Deja's thread. I just did an essay on this, so you're getting the details. 
1994, UPN and the WB were both started. They were smaller upstart networks, but they were backed by huge corporations, Paramount and Warner Brothers. They did something most networks weren't at the time. Now, with this being said, I don't believe Deja linked her essay. If I find it, I will add it to the show notes for this episode, because, of course, I want to give credit where credit is due. And I will link the thread itself and then any links that she's added in the thread. Because uh, I, I want to give credit where credit is due, but give you the kind of the receipts. She continues, um, as Gene Dimpley puts it, it was the upstart networks that seriously doubled down on black viewers in a bid to become commercially viable as quickly as possible. The result was kind of an alternate TV universe where you could find black folks on screen seemingly every night. True. This is very true. Now, um, she says, it, she being Deja says, if you want more on how those depictions of black people change the landscape, you can read this paper. It is a digital commons uh, link. I'll add that in the show notes. In this paper, uh, Miriam Chitiga interviewed black people in 2003 and collects their responses to black sitcoms. Uh, but back to the rant, she says. One of the things uh, Chitiga's work, and I'm, I think I'm saying that right, C-H-I-T-I-G-A. Chatika's work proves is that black viewers have an intimate understanding of the stereotypes that affect them and could also recognize the power of the shows that defy stereotypes. That's what UPN and the WB gave them, which shows like one-on-one, girlfriends, America's Next Top Model, Everybody Hates Chris, Smart Guy, The Wayans Brothers, Sister Sister, etc., Black audiences were given the opportunity to choose between a wide variety, and their choice was clear. If they felt stereotyped, they were out. And this is the thing that pisses me off so fucking much when it comes to these big-ass fucking corporations. Because even if you're going to do diversity for the sake of making money, but you do it the right way, getting people into these rooms who can make the changes that make sense and reflect this audience and not some superficial shit where you get, you know, Sue Ellen and, and Tina Fey and Chad from, I don't know, the Pacific Northwest to make a fucking show and then just put in a token black character or you get something like um fuck vampire diaries oh what's homegirl's name uh black girl biracial girl who very much is visibly black and was treated like shit uh what's her name bonnie uh i think it's in this thread so we'll get to it forgive me i just hate that we there's been a lot of like renaissances of having black entertainment in the forefront and people uh being shows and and movies and properties that are fubu for us by us but then once the clout is is attained or this is getting to be a bit too much for you ceos and who not and whatever then it's stripped from us and it has happened so freaking often and like clockwork that to have someone one say that you're overreacting or two that oh it's all in your head or three or this can't really be something that's going on or like to question you or give pushback to a black person it's like where the fuck have you been and why do we have to keep constantly having the same conversation over and over and over again when the proof is right there a lot of times like thankfully deja put this list together 
because once I found out about the possible selling, I was like, okay, I remember the CW, I remember the WB, I remember like living these changes. Uh, but she put it together so eloquently and it's such a, you know, a tight thread that I don't know I would have gotten to as quickly as she did. But God damn it, like it's there. We lived this. I don't know. So um, she continues, but the UPN and the WB simply weren't making enough money. To many white pundits, the change was mostly aesthetic, but black viewers lost so much. The scripted shows carried over in the merger were mostly white, and the black ones didn't last long. That right there, like, excuse me, even if you are going to bullshit with diversity, meaning you're only including it into your network because you know it's going to get you the views, it's going to get you the ratings and whatnot, it's still not hard to get the people in these rooms to make these changes and still have it be authentic. If I was creating a network and I wanted to, let's say, represent Mexican-Americans, and I'm like, oh, Mexican-Americans are now watching more TV and we just want their dollars, so I'm just going to make seven or eight Mexican-American TV shows. Even if that was my mindset, it is not difficult to find actual creators who are Mexican-American, who are writers, who are sound people, who are um, costume, makeup, and hair, and get them together to work on these shows. Even if I said, okay, Mexican-Americans, I want uh, four shows for Mexican-Americans. I want a superhero show. I want a drama. I want a comedy show. And I want something that's cultural. I'm not Mexican-American. So then what would I do? Get fucking Mexican-Americans and say, hey, y'all, come over to this network. This is the pay that I'm going to give you. I would like for this type of show. It's not hard to get on Twitter. It's not hard to Google. And there are other spaces where there are people in communities who are trying to get their work out. Like, it, it is not. You can't make me believe that it is difficult to even if you are superficially trying to get your diversity quota met, you cannot make me believe that it is challenging to get actual people of that community into your space, pay them a decent wage like you would your white counterparts, and get shows done. Like you can't, you cannot make me believe that that is the case. You just can't. You can't. You cannot do it. Now there are bound to be some hits and misses, even when you get the people. Uh, representing a certain community, but shit, you setting yourself out to be a whole lot better, no, um, to be in a much better space with probably fewer hits and misses than, than hits when you get the people in those communities. So again, like, ah, to, to make this switch, which again, I want to reiterate, Deja said to many white pundits the change was mostly aesthetic but black viewers lost so much more the scripted shows carried over in the merger were mostly white and the black ones didn't last long you can't tell me that's not intentional and even if it was a mistake it's a mistake that happens all the fucking time over and over and over again can it even be classified as a mistake i didn't want to give you that like backdoor window to be like oh it was just no it happens all the freaking time so there is a graphic uh posted and it is showing shows the original network the years on the cw and is the cast black lead first one seventh evan original network was the wb years on cw one is the cast black lead no 
So with the black shows, there's three. All of us uh, was the show original network UPN years on the CW one year um, cast Black Lady S. Uh, show everyone hates Chris from the UPN three years on CW and yes it's a black leg cast girlfriends is the show original network UPN two years on the CW and is the cast black lead yes now though that sounds good girlfriends did not get a proper series finale it was something about budget I believe but even with that because I know that, sh- that I remember watching Either the finale or the... No, it had to be the finale. It was like the episodes leading up to it and then the end and it felt so empty and lackluster. And it was like, what the fuck is this? This is not... How do you have a show and not put in the... I don't... Whatever, I digress. Um, but the other shows <coughs> on this list, Gilmore Girls, One Tree Hill, <coughs> Reba, Smallville, Veronica Mars. Again, the aesthetic changed. And... When you have so many other black shows that have been lost in the fray, I don't care if you're like, oh, they aren't good and this, that's fine. Even if you don't think they're good, whatever, everybody ain't gonna like everything. But you cannot deny that there is a huge change that is negatively affecting or negative to the people who were the reason why this network was the way it was to begin with. The reason why you had so many eyes, the reason why you rose to fame, so to speak, so quickly is because you had these shows for these particular people. But then when the aesthetics change, it's like, oh, now that you're kicked off, you you know, these people are no longer valued. That's a problem. Deja continues, even Tyler James Williams, star of Everybody Hates Chris, has had things to say about it. The death of UPN, this is a quote, the death of UPN created a void of black media that wouldn't be filled again into Hollywood's current reawakening to diversity. Which, yes, that is very much it. There were times back in the day where you could watch Living Single, Martin, I believe on Thursday nights, and that was a very big insecure type of uh watch event before the internet got you know to be what it was and there were so many other black shows and there seemed to be this time around the end of the 90s where all of that just fucking went away (sighs) there is a shadow and act uh article with tyler james williams on upn introducing uh Battle Rap to Disney Channel and much more. Um, And this quote is pulled from that article. I'll link that as well. So the CW was created in 2006. Deja continues. Betrayed black viewers because they decided they weren't profitable enough. And then continued to not be profitable without ever questioning their shift. Some people will argue something like this. By 2008, the viewing habits of black viewers and white viewers were converging once more. With few black shows on broadcast TV, everyone was watching American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, or CSI. This is a Gene Demby quote. Essentially arguing that these networks didn't leave black viewers, there were just no difference in what black people wanted to see and what non-black people did. It was all white-led. But Deja says this isn't a chicken and the egg situation. We know the order of events. We know exactly what happened. To me, that's a fucking slap in the face to say that 
it's like to put it on the victims, to put it on the the people who are affected by this, where it's like, oh, it was black folks, it was the blacks who uh, viewing habits changed. They wanted to watch, they didn't want to watch this stuff. What the fuck do you mean? We have been watching white people on TV since the beginning of TV. That has been the default since TV started. So there were years, decades, even now, where well, not now so much, but where you are. You just had what was on TV, and what was on TV was white. Betty White just passed last year, last December, right before hitting nine, uh, hitting a hundred. There are countless stories of Betty White with her own show or in entertainment fighting for marginalized people to be represented in something as minor as like a variety show. And, like, going to bat for it. So, like, that little anecdote in and of itself where Betty White is fucking 100 years old, I believe, this month in January, tells you we've been watching white people on TV forever and a day. That has been the default. That is what we have been given as um, um, as entertainment. And we've watched it. But while we, we being black people specifically, but also other marginalized people who are non-white, have been watching white folks on TV, there are also people in these communities who aspire to be in entertainment, to aspire to make these shows, to act in these shows, to do the sound, to do the makeup, hair, nails, and what the fuck ever else, and in the background have been honing their own crafts. That being said, and going back to specifically black people, to say that, oh, they didn't want to watch these black shows anymore, it's like, what the fuck do you mean? You're honestly going to sit here and tell me that somebody who is black, who is white, who is Hispanic, who is Asian, who is whatever, wouldn't want to watch a show on TV that was similar to their life? Are you really going to tell me that? That makes absolutely no fucking sense. So like Deja said, we know the order of events. This isn't a chicken in the egg. By 2008, Fox, the WB, and UPN were all either defunct or had shifted their focus away from black viewers. There's no reason to assume that this was a coincidence. Hello, these three big-ass fucking networks. <clears throat> she continues, most black television had disappeared and black viewers were simply moved to the only shows they had. White ones. Exactly. Like, I watch... Friends, Mad About You, Dharma and Greg, Seinfeld. I watched a bunch of that white shit. Murphy Brown. Um, and then a bunch of like old school stuff. Like, And I enjoyed it. But it's what was on TV. You're not going to act like when I have the choice between, I don't know, Living Single and Friends, that my default is going to be Friends. And I'm not by any means saying that every black person uh, is a monolith and everyone is going to want to watch them Living Single over Friends definitely not saying that but we're not about to act like there is not there was not a shift and we're not going to act like black people didn't want to see themselves on tv hell there's an Issa ray quote i'm rooting for everybody black that pops up every couple weeks or so like it just makes absolutely no sense and for these three big ass networks to make this shift at the same time cannot be a fucking coincidence when they're all when the shift is made by three different companies and with that shift the same demographic of people is negatively um affected by that shift like that does that make sense to you now um deja continues considering the heads of both networks were white men these shows were generally not designed by black people but they were quote-unquote for black people 
The gap between viewer and executive meant the power to determine the show's longevity, uh, lack cultural understanding of its value. So, this is to say that the CW was created off the backs of black audiences, for one. Two, as a direct betrayal to those audiences. And three, it immediately whitened its programming. And it chose to continue on that path despite lack of profits. That's what I'm saying. That, to me, that is one of the biggest issues. Is that, fuck everything I've said in the past 30 minutes so far. You are not making money if you are not making money why change the aesthetic so drastically and even if you did change that aesthetic hoping to make more money and you saw that you were making none why not just throw everything against the wall in the kitchen sink and let any and every type of representation be shown in this network because you're not making money as it is when you if you allow so many different types of diversity to be expressed through these shows, because we're not making money, that's been established, there is a greater possibility that something is going to stick that might be a little bit better with ratings. Maybe a little bit better on the path to making money. But when you are showing this particular aesthetic and this particular style, and it is proven to not make money, and you're continually to push this same narrative, this same aesthetic, this same look and style and and writing and lack of diversity. You're pushing the same thing, and it's proven to not make money. It doesn't make any freaking sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's where one of my, I guess, biggest issues is. There is a link that I'll add as well. There is to the MarySue.com. The CW has a lot of diversity issues to answer for, uh, and that is the Mary Sue. And this is the end of Deja's thread. So shout out to you, Deja Talks TV. Phenomenal thread. Thanks for putting that together. Um, in the Mary Sue, they do address the... Let me see. Homegirl. Her name is still not coming to me. Forgive me. Um, from the Vampire Diaries and the Originals and Legacies. What is the black girl's name? Cat Graham. Jesus Christ. Um, the issue with Cat Graham, I believe, is addressed in there as well. So there is another series of tweets, not as long, but I do want to mention, and this is from Reagan Gomez. Uh, now we knew Reagan from um, was it UPN when she started working? Yeah. So she says. <clears throat> I'll read this verbatim as well. I was there. So this news that Redacted Network hasn't been profitable since its very first year after immediately cutting 95% of the profitable, in all caps, black shows that were on the two networks before the merger is very interesting. Play Silly Games, she says, with this meme of Tammy Roman. Yes, Play Silly Games. Also, she continues, Girlfriends is one of the most popular shows on UPN. Couldn't get a proper finale because, quote-unquote, too expensive something something. Again, how in the fuck do you have this huge show? Kelsey Grammer was like the executive producer or the creator. How do you have this show and have a lackluster-ass finale? Like, that was wild to me. 
Um, Reagan continues, my career literally began on the WB, and I was on a UPN show that was cut along with lots of other black shows before the merger. So I'm going to be pity about this revelation. And then there's a picture of Dorothy Spornay. <laughs> ah! But no, again, it's just, it is, it is just interesting that this news is coming about and it's interesting with this particular network and its history of very i'll just say anti-black choices and decisions that have been made um this is what i know so far if anything else comes about i'm maybe i don't know tweet about it put in another episode or something but i wanted to get this out and i want to get you guys' thoughts any any inside uh news somebody might have a connect over at cw or something let me know email me carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com we can do this like deep throat i won't say nothing put anonymous in the subject line or something i just want i, I just want people to acknowledge facts acknowledge the history acknowledge shit that has actually happened um and the cw and the issues that they're having i mean i don't i'm i feel for all of the uh black and minority actors and crew and everybody and honestly everybody white folks included because it's like y'all not making money but you got all these people on these goddamn shows and there is another video i want to link and it is a youtube video i can't say it'll be in the show notes right now but it was i watched this maybe two weeks ago um a black guy nerd dude were just was discussing the cw and his big issues with the cw and one of them being the way in which their shows are created and i'm not sure how 100 percent true this is but it sounded as if he did a lot of research um the the thing i want to add that video for is because there was a, a a point that he made which was the main guy from Arrow didn't want to continue to be Arrow because it was so time consuming where you would shoot for let's say eight months out of the year in Vancouver and the writers would come up with a full series 22 episodes approximately 22 23 or no maybe 40 something pages per per episode and having to write in a way where you get the story out you have a filler episode you're able to change stuff like on a dime i'm not explaining it well enough but the way i'm going to find that video and add that to the show notes as well because i want i want to give as much information as i possibly can to give context to this whole thing and how if this is going to happen i'm one hoping that the shows that are already uh, on the network and that are going and have the fans even the ones without the fans that they get a fair shake um if they're going to end get a adequate finale um i'm hoping that my shows continue the ones i like of course but even like with something like riverdale i'm not a fan we know that but this is this going to negatively affect the actors and the crew on that show as well i don't know it's just the anti-blackness associated with the history of the cw is just fucking terrible and then with this revelation that they haven't been making money since then it's like ugh, i can't even be like haha fuck you but because like it's a lot of people who i'm sure will be losing their jobs um I don't know. That's it. Let me know your thoughts. Um, if you have any insight, if you read things a bit differently, if you 
um, know a little bit more about the situation or if you know, hell, this is news to you, let me know. Also, some of you um, folks out there who remember the WB and the UPN and some of those shows and the network back then, hit me up. Let me know about those as well. What's some of your favorite shows from back then? Did you like one-on-one, half and half, um, uh, all, in, all in the family? That is definitely not a black show. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but let me know. Um, Rain Coleman, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Uh, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you want to email me with anything. Uh, keep yourself anonymous, but you want to give some information. Um, hit up the other shows. Happy New Year, everyone. This kind of came out of left field, but uh, I got some interesting things coming down the pipe this year. Uh, thank you for coming along on this ride with me for so long. All you CW, UPNWB, originals, you know, give me some thoughts and context, ideas and whatnot. And uh, until next time, man, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and, you know, support your, your black entertainers and your black artists. Because, golly, if we don't support us... I don't know. But um yeah. Next time.